Hey guys, welcome to Coffee with Chris. Um, out of North Carolina right now, so I'm drinking a sparkling water, not a coffee, but still gives the same effect. Now that you're all probably weirded out, um, I want to do a podcast. Um, most of my podcasts, honestly, the reason I started this podcast was I would get on my stories on Instagram because I would go through questions with my clients or just overall have um, these thoughts come into my head that I know other people can either benefit from, might be struggling with, it might be a frequently asked question. Um, and instead of making my stories like, you know, 20 minutes long, I figured I could just put them all in a place where people can access, not just in a 24 hour period, but anytime they need it, they could send it to a friend or a family member or someone who they think might benefit from it. Um, and I don't feel like I am annoying the crap out of my Instagram followers. So that's really how Coffee and Chris got started and why this podcast started um, is because fitness, it, it can be tricky um, and it can be very intimidating for a lot of people. And um, in the same sense, it can be confusing having so many available um, pieces of information on the internet, especially like on Instagram, you know, we get our news now from memes. And I think a lot of people get misled because of a lot of information that is put out through a post or a story because it's not, it doesn't go as into depth sometimes as maybe it needs to. Um, so again, to keep stories from getting longer, I decided to start a podcast. So here we are. Um, as always, if there's any topic or questions you guys have, um, please let me know. You can always message me. Um, and I'm probably going to eventually do like a, an FAQ where I just go through all the questions that I've been given and go through answers. Um, so this topic is pretty broad, um, as far as a weight loss journey or fat loss journey. Um, but it will be dealing with something I've been talking about a lot lately, and that is hormones and gut health. And it is, it, these are the new, it's, I don't like the timing of it because these are the new like sexy cell words in the industry. Um, and what I mean by that is there have been cell words and marketing words throughout fitness um, from day one. And if you look way, way back, you know, you have your low carb, your low fat, um, high protein. There's always these words, hit cardio. That was another big one um, that people use um, to kind of gain traction because sexy cells. And so low carb makes sense to people, you know, low fat makes sense to people, keto, hit cardio. And so people know these trigger words because you see it on magazines, you see it on, you know, Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, you see it on all these different, probably not on Dr. Phil, that's the wrong doctor. Regardless, you know what I mean? You see this in the news, you see it on magazines and the grocery store line you know, your famous, you know, million dollar Instagram followers using it in her videos. And so we think that that must be the key. And lately, what has become the new kind of thing to sell on is gut health and hormone health. And at the end of the day, if you are embarking on a fitness journey, you need to take into account your health right? You shouldn't just go into a, into a fitness journey wanting to lose weight at all costs, right? At all costs, meaning destroying your um, metabolism, you know, down-regulating it, 
to the point where now you can't lose weight because you're just not eating. They, and the, the sexy cell word for that is, um, you know, uh, starvation mode. That's what, you know, people want to call that a starvation mode. Oh, well, you're in starvation mode. That's not, you know what? No one in America is in starvation mode. Asterisk. There might be, you know, we do have a hunger problem. I'm not getting political. I just feel like in this day and age, you can't say anything without getting jumped on. So, you know what? I don't care. Let them jump on me. But you know what I mean? Starvation mode is not a thing. What has happened is if you, if you over diet and you've been dieting pretty much all your life and all you do is cardio, you're, um, and this is where most of this, you know, quote starvation mode comes to is these women who are doing excessive cardio and they're dieting a lot. You've downregulated your metabolism. Okay. Your body is an adaptable machine. It will adapt to what you, what kind of stressors you put on it. And so if you're dieting at a very low calorie amount, your body will get very good at living at where it's at. Your body's not made to burn fat and look good and have abs. That's not why your body's made. Your body's made to survive. So if you're only feeding it 1200 calories for an extended period of time, your body will downregulate a lot of other functions, fat loss definitely being one of them, because it is in a, it should be called survival mode, in my opinion, kind of, because now you're just your body is going to keep enough glucose and energy for its brain functions, for its heart and organ functions, right? To breathe. You burn calories just living. So your body's going to be very smart on how it uses its calories and fat loss will be the last thing on its to-do list when you are not feeding it well. So you're not going to lose weight. So that's where starvation mode came from, but it's actually not a thing. So that's a very good example of people using words that they really don't know what it means and it can kind of confuse people. Um, again, you're not in starvation mode. That doesn't, for the most part, exist in America. So going back to why you should start a health journey, right? Keeping those types of things in mind. You shouldn't be starving yourself. You shouldn't be going on low calorie diets. You shouldn't be doing um, things that you can't sustain. And that is the number one question you should ask yourself when starting a new diet or a fitness journey. Most of the time that starts with the diet. Can I sustain this for the rest of my life? Not for one month, not for two months. Because at the end of the day, if you want to lose 10 pounds and gain 20 and then lose 15 and then gain 20, and then if you want to do that yo-yo stuff for the rest of your life, I'm not the coach for you. Neither is this podcast. That's going to be miserable and that's on you. But if you actually want to make a change where you're finally so done with, with the diet culture of, of what you see on magazines and just the nonsense and you actually want to feel good and look good, and not have to hate your diet and hate what you eat and hate the exercise that you're doing, right? You, you want to live. You don't just want to diet. And so those are the, those are the people that I'm talking to. And that's the number one question you ask. Can I do this for the rest of my life? If the answer is no, do not embark on that journey. It will only end in you again, gaining all the weight back and in probably a lot of hardships and possibly other health issues. I did keto for two years. I have gut and hormone issues specifically from doing keto for so long. I did so low carb for so long that I have now long lasting issues that I'm trying to fix. And it takes, it can take years to fix some of these issues. That sucks. And I don't want you guys to have to go through that. I did, I knew better. I did it anyway. Cause again, you want the quick fix. You'll do anything. Well, I wish I hadn't have done anything. Um, and so that's my main 
main piece of advice. Can I do this forever? If not, find a new path. Dieting and fitness and health should be about a, you have you have aesthetic goals and no one should blame you for that. You want to maybe look good in a bikini. You want to fit in these skinny jeans. You want to, you know, feel confident walking around in your cute little crop top, whatever. You're allowed to have body goals, but they shouldn't trump your health goals. They should go hand in hand, right? If you have to be very unhealthy in order to have a very lean dream body that you want, but it's going to take a toll on your metabolism, your gut, your hormones, your health. To me, that's where that line should be drawn and vice versa. You shouldn't necessarily always want to look a certain way because that can lead to a very miserable life, but you should care about your health. And nine times out of 10, and I would say 10 out of 10, if you're doing both, if you're caring about your health and your body image, you're going to find a happy medium. For so long, I did this because I wanted abs. I've never had like the washboard, even in high school, and all the girls would wear like low rise jeans. I'm so glad that trend is over. But I wanted to wear low rise jeans. I just never had the stomach. And so my fitness journey was really dro- driven by having abs. Well, what I didn't realize is your genetics and body type do play a part to a degree. Some women can maintain a lower percentage of body fat much easier than others. That doesn't mean that you can't get there. It just might mean it might take a little bit more. You might have to dig a little bit deeper. There are some women out there that can healthily maintain abs year round, period. They can. That's their genetics, their body type, and the way that things are for some women. Now, the other hand doesn't mean that you have to be obese just because you can't have abs, but some women have a slightly different body type, right? And for me to maintain and have abs year round, it requires a lot. And so when I do that, my health deteriorates a little bit when I'm in that kind of constant cut. Now, I'm not saying that years of working on it, that won't happen. That's still a main goal of mine. However, I will never allow it to trump my health. If by achieving a fitness goal is going to deter my health, that that balance needs to be found. And that's, as a coach, that is what I help my clients find is, okay, you have those body goals, great. How are we gonna get there without destroying your health? Because at the end of the day, if you don't have your health, what do you have? And all in this comes your, your gut health and your hormone health. And a lot of coaches have been, um, not even coaches, it's been the talk of the internet about gut health and hormone health and how it impacts weight loss. And you have kind of two sides of the story. And I kind of poked fun a little bit of it on uh, one of my Instagram reels. Um, But it's true. You have a side of of people who um, I call them like the bro science people. And I'm nothing against either side, right? I hate that we all have to be like a part of a little crew. And we can't just look at all the information and then figure out what's best for us, right? So the bro science crew basically says calorie deficit is all that matters. That's it. If you're not in a calorie deficit, you're not losing weight. That is true. There is science to that. Absolutely. But the problem is if you have a gut underlying gut issue, you're, you can't absorb nutrients. So even though you may be eating, you know, a very low amount of calories, the way that your body is absorbing nutrients or not absorbing nutrients will impact your weight loss. If you have no testosterone or you're estrogen dominant, that is going to affect how you gain fat, how you hold fat, where you hold fat. Same with testosterone, you don't have any. That's used to build muscle. 
it, it all, it all combines. So, you know, one end of the spectrum says it doesn't matter. And you bunch of just like, they, they just think it's kind of like hippie stuff. Right. And I, I used to be kind of in that boat. I used to think that people who, who, you know, blamed hormones and health just didn't have the work ethic. And then there's the other side where that's exactly what they're saying is that, you know, a gut health and hormone health is the only thing you should worry about. And, um, they're more on the side of not as much heart because you have to fix your gut health and whatnot. It usually takes rest and recovery. So they're not as hardcore quote as maybe the bro science, the bro people are like, Oh, you're tired. Suck it up. Go lift. Whereas the other side, they're going to be like, Oh, you need to rest, you know, nothing intense. Listen to your body. And sometimes we find people who do kind of go into that camp and they don't do any hard work and they blame it on hormones and gut health. And I've seen coaches, I've seen coaches who have lots of followers who, who start to do this, maybe what they call quote, all in process. And the all in process, basically you eat as much as you want, whenever you want, you go all in. And, um, there's one coach I know that I think she did it the right way. She was still very health minded, right? She's not becoming obese because again, there's nothing wrong with being and looking that way. But when you start to become a certain percentage of body fat, you are now harming your internal organs. You're putting yourself at risk for heart problems. You're putting yourself at risk for diabetes, for insulin resistance, for thyroid problems. You are putting yourself at risk for health problems, right? And to me, that's where the line needs to be drawn. You should not put all restriction out the window, right? And just go all in because restriction has been hurting you. And now you're obese and now you have health problems and you not only are doing that, but you're coaching other women to do the same. To me, that's wrong, right? These two camps need to find a balance. And that's where my, that's where my coach line is based in is okay, guys. We need to find a balance because gut health and hormone health 110% matter. And anyone who is telling you that they don't, they just, you should stay away from those types of people slash coaches, right? I'm not saying like people can say whatever they want, all right? It's free speech, free world, kind of, I guess, anymore. I'm not sure. We won't get into that. But coaches, coaches should be held to a higher standard and a higher responsibility And I think there should be some times where things need to be called out. I'm not going to talk about people specifically. I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. Absolutely. I'm I'm always learning and all coaches should be. But I think that's the problem is when people are making these statements, obviously they've stopped learning. Because if someone says that calorie deficit is the only thing that matters and anyone who says that hormones and health matters is just a, a fruit loop, well, you're not educated and I don't think you should be coaching people. You're obviously not always learning and you should always be learning because things are changing. If you think about the society we live in, the birth control and the amount of years women have been on birth control and the problems that is causing, not just birth control, but pills, medicine, prescriptions. I don't have to be a weirdo or like some sort of conspiracy theorist to understand that prescription medicine has side effects. And, and I think our society is seeing a lot of side effects. There was an uptick of autoimmune diseases in the last, you know, few decades. Autoimmune diseases, thyroid issues, gut issues. Look at the food we eat. It's processed. It's, it's not 
far-fetched to question and to understand that maybe health is going to change a little bit for a lot of people. Whereas a few years ago, not even a few, a few decades ago, maybe the calorie deficit was way more of a problem for Americans, right? But now the way that we eat, we're stuck in front of a computer all day. And I believe I talked a little bit about this on my last episode. It's health is changing and it's ever changing. So people and coaches especially need to keep up with what's happening to people. And the amount of gut issues is exponentially more now than it ever was. Again, I would attribute that to our habits, our eating habits and our lifestyle habits. So although we have to understand that calorie deficit is what scientifically causes a weight loss, you have to be taking in less and burning more, right? Calorie deficit in order to lose weight. Scientifically, you have to. But if your body, your health, your hormones are not optimized, you're going to have a very, very hard time losing weight. And in fact, most of these people, and I say women specifically, um, because I see it more in women, are very, they're weight loss resistance. And it, it has to do with their underlying health. And so the moral of today's story is A, find something you can do sustainably. Not some weird diet that you're not going to be able to hold for 30 days and then you're going to binge and and go. Find a diet that you can do forever. And I guarantee you, it's not going to be keto. It's not going to be, you know, Adkins or any, any sort of meal plan because at the end of the day, if you can't do it on your own, how are you going to maintain it for the rest of your life? And that is why hiring a coach is so important because they can help teach you the steps and educate you so that you can do it on your own, right? So step one, find that. Step two, understand that you need to optimize your health, right? You don't and shouldn't be right off the bat buying fat burners and estrogen dominating, you know, like dim, which helps shuttle excess estrogen from the body. It's a very popular hormone women's um, supplement. You know, um, I love First Form has one called Harmony. There's there's great supplements out there, but you don't need to be focused on your gut and your and your and your hormones until you've gotten the basics down. And I think that's that big caveat that I talk about health and hormones all the time. I've gotten my blood work done and I suggest that if you're starting on a journey, you should too. It gives you such a good baseline of where you are at. Don't just assume you have thyroid problems because you have the symptoms. Don't just assume you have gut issues because you have the symptoms. Nine out of 10 people eat like garbage. So yeah, you're going to have problems. You're probably going to be constipated or have diarrhea on occasion or bloat a lot. But don't just go buy, you know, a gut supplement and think that you have gut issues. Start with the diet. Start with the basics, the functional nutrition, eat whole foods. If you're shoveling processed foods in all the time, you're, you're not, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's this, this balance. Don't let, you know, hormones and guts scare you into thinking you have a problem that doesn't actually exist. And if you think you have a problem, a gut issue or you can get tested for them. There's tests you can take that can tell you, yes, you do have hormone problems. This is what they are. This would be the best supplement route to take or lifestyle change to take. Same with gut issues. You can absolutely get SIBO tests. You can get so stool tests. There's, there's a lot of things you can do if you think you have an issue. 
But don't let the new sexy cell words of, oh, gut and hormone, you know, stop you from doing what should be done, the basic level of nutrition, and that is eat whole nutritious foods. And I know that's not sexy, and that's why, you know, some coaches um, don't want to talk about it because not everyone wants to hear the non-sexy part of what it takes to, to lose weight and keep it off. And, and it's not enough information is out there binding the two camps together of yes, calorie deficit matters, but so does your health. Just because you're doing a calorie deficit, and this is very popular in the IFYM, which stands for if it fits your macros. And it's so much fun. And I remember kind of being in this camp because it's, the whole slogan of if it fits your macros, meaning if it fits, you can eat it. And I remember, you know, fitting in Chick-fil-A mini biscuit breakfast sandwiches for breakfast, um, a Taco Bell um, chicken burrito with extra avocado ranch for lunch. And, you know, whatever I found on the way home, maybe Chipotle burrito, maybe it was happy hour. So I would track my alcohol. I mean, I hit my macros, but it was filled with garbage. Fiber was non-existent. Nutrients, micronutrients were non-existent. Minerals, non-existent. There was no nutritional value in what I was eating at all. So just because you're doing the the calorie deficit, that doesn't mean you're winning. And that doesn't mean you're going to have success. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you eat. Quality and quantity do matter. But as a coach, if I told you, hey, you can eat whatever you want. You can still eat all the Pop-Tarts and the donuts and the Rice Krispies, everything, and still lose weight. How's that sound? Versus, hey, you need to be eating whole, nutrient-dense foods 80% of the time. Protein, fatty fatty fish, get your omegas in, get your fiber. We have to get your fiber in, whole grains, oatmeal, fruits, vegetables. How's that sound? A lot of people want to choose the other way because guess what? Pop-Tarts taste good. I get it. You know, I get it. But at the end of the day, someone who's selling you that if it fits your macros lifestyle, they're not truly invested in your health, period. They're not. So what if you lost 10 pounds? How's your health going to be after that? The key to all of this is finding something you can sustain. And what that might mean is for breakfast, you have a whole eggs. I have egg. Eggs are delicious, right? So I have two eggs, actual eggs, not just egg whites. I do mix in egg whites. So I have that. And then I have oatmeal. So strawberries and blueberries, it's delicious. It's fresh. It's, it's an amazing way to start my day and I have my coffee. And then for lunch, I have, you know, chicken and rice and a vegetable with some like mustard and olive oil and lemon, very refreshing. But maybe for dinner, I go out to eat with my husband. And I get a burger and fries, but guess what? I only eat half the burger and half the fries because the serving is way too big. That's something I can sustain and have a glass of wine as well. And then before bed, I have a protein shake to make sure I get my protein up, right? So 90% of my day, I was eating whole foods, nutritious foods, right? And then for dinner, I splurge a little bit. That's sustainable. I could do that. I am. I'm like, when I say I could do that for the rest of my life, I am. And I've been doing it for years and that's, That's what I should have been doing instead of keto for two years. These sexy words sell and they can confuse us and they can sometimes make us think that there are problems when there's not. You can't blame gut and hormone problems 
on your lack of weight loss. If you haven't tried a nutritious calorie deficit for longer than 12 weeks, and most people haven't, if you're not losing weight, I guarantee you, look at your consistency. Monday through Friday, but not Saturday, Sunday, that's not consistent. 70% effort, seven days out of the week, that's not consistent. You have to be brutally honest with yourself. And I think that's why these two sides clash is because there are a lot of people that simply, they don't need to worry about gut health or hormone health. You just need to stop eating so much junk all the time. You need to focus on protein. You need to get your butt to the gym. Don't sit at your computer all day. Get up and move. Go for walks. Move your body and eat less junk. That is a great way to start for a lot of people. So I get why, you know, don't don't let a a made-up issue that some coach is trying to sell you some greens juice supplement to fix stop you from actually doing the work that you need to do. But vice versa, don't think that you can just continue eating junk food and still be in a calorie deficit and not have issues. Don't think that that what you eat doesn't matter just because you're in a calorie deficit. Don't think that you can't and shouldn't optimize your health. It's important to understand that these two things intertwine. And if you are someone who's looking for a coach or you're looking for advice and you're finding people in the industry that are making really blanket black and white statements, maybe you can turn the other way. Same with supplements. That's a big one for hormones and, and gut health. If you have someone who you go to and then you list off symptoms and they're a coach and they're like, oh, like these are definitely the supplements you should take without requesting or requiring first that you should get some blood work done, I would maybe run the other way. They might try to just be selling you something. And last but not least, instead of spending all your money on supplements, if you truly think you have an issue, get your labs done. I have so many people come to me and think that they're gluten intolerant or that they have dairy intolerance or that they have some sort of problem just because they 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 um, have the symptoms, right? And the internet says that, well, if you bloat and this and this and then you have, you know, you should just not do gluten anymore. I have so many girls that come to me and don't do gluten. I get it. I thought it was the devil at one point. You know, I freaking did keto for two years. I thought carbs were the devil and I stayed away from them. I I get it, guys. I've been there. I've done that. But most of the time, these women who'd have these issues and think it's gluten come to me, they're eating like crap. You're not eating vegetables. You're not eating fruit. You're not eating whole sources of protein. You're not eating complex carbs. You're not eating... You know, you're right, your jasmine rice, you're not eating um, your oatmeal, sweet potatoes, normal potatoes, you're eating junk, processed junk. So it's not gluten, it's junk. You know what I mean? And 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 that's I think where the disconnect comes in is is it's easy to find someone on the internet who who is kind of just selling the sexiness of fitness. Because it's it's what people love to hear. Oh, she bloats too. Oh, that must be natural. Oh, it's gluten. I'm going to kick out gluten. Well, guess what? When you kick out gluten, of course you feel better because most of the junk you're eating has gluten in it. So you're stop, You're not eating the junk. There's a lot of gluten-free, friendly food, gluten-free oats that I eat in the morning. Mine oats are, they're naturally gluten-free. I'm also eating jasmine rice. That's naturally gluten-free. Um, corn tortillas, I eat those. Those are naturally gluten-free. All have carbs in them. But you're probably not eating those, right? You're not eating... Um, you know, like st- not steel cut oats, but um, the quick, quick cook oats, cream of rice. That's another one, cream of rice. Um, 
sweet potatoes. You're probably not eating those, right? You're eating bread, white processed bread and donuts and cake. And this starchy, white, fake processed stuff. And so of course, when you go gluten-free, you cut it out. Oh my gosh, I feel better. Gluten is the devil. No, it was the junk, right? Same goes with dairy. Some people can and are better off without some of these products, no doubt. But to miss the basics of going on a calorie deficit, nutrition, whole food diet, and thinking you have hormone problems or gut problems or gluten problems or dairy problems, but you haven't even done the basics, that's that's a disconnect. And as a coach, it is my it is my duty to put this information out there because there's a lot of coaches trying to capitalize on the other and the vulnerable parts of us. And that's thinking that there must be something wrong with us because at the end of the day, weight loss is hard, but that's because it, it takes effort. You have to put in the effort and there's no way to skirt around it. I tried for years, you know, trying all these specialty diets. But at the end of the day, do you want to cut out gluten for the rest of your life? If you have celiacs, you got to. But for the, for, for the majority of Americans, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go on this special weird diet that literally you can't go anywhere and eat out and have fun and do normal things because you're so restricted on your food. It's not sustainable. Again, some people, they have to. You have to do it. And for some people who have gut problems and hormone problems like I am, my restriction is a lot more right now. Not forever until I fix my issues. So instead of being like me and and creating these problems by going on all these crazy diets, just start now, do the hard work now so you don't have to do it on the back end. And it kind of sucks. You don't have to do it. You don't have to give up the foods you like. You don't. You just need to eat less of them. You need to be better about moderation. You don't need, you know, the donut and the coffee before work every morning. You don't need to drink five drinks at dinner. Learn to be okay with just one. There's lots of tiny little lifestyle changes that people can make. And dieting shouldn't have to suck because your diet, it shouldn't be a diet. It should be the way that you eat for life. That should be your diet. And if you need help, if you have questions, reach out to someone who can help you. Don't just Google yourself to death and don't, you know, because there's so much conflicting information. I get it. I've, I've spun my circles and tried so many things. I think simply because of that, I've seen so many things work for different people that you kind of try it all. There's nothing better that I did for myself than hire a coach because they keep you focused. They keep you in line. They help you. They, they kind of clear that clutter. It's almost like you're a racehorse. They put the blinders on. A coach is like a blinder. You don't need to mess around with what's going on next to you, the horse next to you. This is your lane. This is your path. And this is what we're going to focus on. And if you can find someone that you trust, the investment that you have to make is nothing compared to the benefit that you have because at the end of the day, your diet is what you eat and what you eat impacts your life. And if you don't have a healthy life, how are you going to have a happy life? If you can't not rely on you know medications for the rest of your life that could be avoided possibly through health, diet, exercise, possibly a sickness or a virus or something that you got when you could have just been a healthy person. There is a recent virus out there. I'm not going to say it. We all know what it is. And the new, the statistics that came out that talked about being obese and how much more it impacted obese people. Again, guys, this is not about what you look like. This is about your health and health matters. It should matter. It needs to matter. 
your longevity in your life and your grandchildren and your children literally depend on that. And we should respect and love ourselves enough to take it into our own hands. And so if you've been curious, you need help, maybe this intrigued you, maybe you've been trying some crazy diet out there, maybe you're one of the other people that are like, no, you know, calorie deficit's the only thing that matters. And you've been like eating yourself into minimal calories and you're still not losing weight, but you're so stuck in the calorie deficit's the only thing that matters. So you keep decreasing, decreasing, decreasing. Talk to me. I can help you. I can help you get out of this rut. I can help you mesh the two of lifestyle and longevity and, and enjoying your life. Because at the end of the day, you should not hate your diet. You should not hate your lifestyle that causes you to be healthy because that's not healthy. And there's a way to absolutely love it. I promise you. So that's all I got for you guys today. I hope I hope that this kind of helped. I hope this at least cleared up maybe some of the maybe questions that you have about your own like hormones and health and kind of how it fits in and what you should be worried about. And if you do have any other questions, as always, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, it's Friday, so I don't know what we're doing this weekend, but here in North Carolina, there are so many fun little coffee shops to visit. So that's what we'll be doing. And I hope everyone um, has an awesome weekend. 